right, everybody. The Equifax data breach has everyone talking once again about safeguarding our most critical information. And in an increasingly digital world, that means just about everything, including and especially our healthcare data. Let's get some thoughts on that from Dr. Ian Lusbader. He's Clinical Associate Professor of Medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center in New York City, back in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Nice to have you back with us. Thanks for having me. Um, when you heard about the Equifax breach, what did you think about how that might apply to the medical community? Really, we're under assault uh, every day. There are multiple uh, attempts at hacking. We have meetings on a regular basis uh, instructing the staff, and there can be tens of thousands of employees, how to uh, you know, really deal with this sort of thing. All the time? All the time. But doctors, patients, medical centers are very concerned. Uh, we have to... But we don't yet have really, like, I mean, I think it would be great to some extent for our medical center or our medical community to have kind of a centralized, you know, there are days I go to the doctor and I want them to be able to just, I don't have to give them all the information. They've got all the updated information. That's the plus. The downside is they have all the information. And if that is hacked into, um, that could be a problem. As usual, you're 100% correct. Uh, a, a national. I couldn't agree more. She really is usually 100% correct. <laughs> Isn't that upsetting that someone's usually. always right? Uh, uh, not always right, but anyway. The, hi, Corey. The, the ability of having a national electronic medical record, uh, wherever you go in the country, patients vacationed in Florida, they have a heart attack, it may be days or weeks before we can actually find out what really happened right. by sending a written request to get the, the data. So yes, on one hand, it would be great if we could uh, have one uniform database. Uh, patients can go across the street to a hospital or, or urgent care. Right. We can't get the data. On the other hand, uh, if we get to that point, we have to protect it very well. And there's a poor track record of doing that. Can we get to the point? I mean, I don't know. Is that the, is that not the goal? That is the goal. Uh, Anthem and Blue Cross had 80 million records uh, uh, stolen right. in 2015. Yahoo, 500 million uh, uh, accounts in 2015. Equifax, we just heard about. J.P. Morgan Chase. So there is a. Um, a plethora of, uh, uh, of hack attempts and really um, poor uh, controls. To have admin admin as your login and password doesn't make sense. For our uh, medical center, we have a login, we have a password, and to factor authentication, we get a call on our uh, phone if we're dialing in remotely or trying to check uh, patient records right. where a code is given. So there are ways to prevent that. Phishing is one of the... Uh, most nefarious ways, and malware is really ransomware. Hospitals are very concerned about. They can be uh, held out. This is all about money, and of and we've course, seen it happen. Hospitals have the deep pockets. Right. All right. Well, let me let me uh, let me uh, play devil's advocate here, just because you know. Because that's what you do. Because that's because I'm the devil right. in this case. I'm right. The <laughs> you're the devil. That's how it works. <laughs> my own advocate. Um, uh, my my own devil healthcare advocate. Um, what what's the real risk here, though? I mean, I, 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 you know, I maybe my so my medical records get out there. People find I don't know, like I don't, I, I don't. What's the actual risk? Well, I, I agree. On on one hand, uh, 
since HIPAA formed in 1996, there's been a big push for patient privacy, that your information should only be between you and your provider. Uh, it could be infectious disease data, uh, STDs, and HIPAA uh, from CMS uh, provides a lot of penalties uh, to any leaks, whether it's medical centers or individuals. Uh, if that data gets out, it's really a severe punishment. You're not allowed to talk about patients in the elevator. But you're right, if they find out you're on a cholesterol medicine, who really cares? I don't know if that's true, but if you are, uh, you're right. Um, I think it's hard to have both extreme privacy and easy accessibility. The other thing, and it's interesting, we had a guest on yesterday who talked about a robopill. Um, but, uh, you know, as, as medicine to uh, whether it's artificial intelligence and robotics and things increasingly also come into the medical community, you know, how do, pacemakers, right? We talk about how do we safeguard that? Got about 30 seconds here. You know, I think we have to have a concerted effort from top to bottom to stay one step ahead of the hackers, uh, maybe a national identification, some other layer of security, because all those date of birth, names, addresses, social security numbers, private health information, much of that has already been hacked through years of data breaches already. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think we need to come up with another formula for uh, security. But they, but we'll have data breaches. Will that uh, be just the norm? I mean, are you, as a member of the it medical community, just norm, expecting? Right? You just anticipate that it we, will? We bend over backwards to try and prevent that uh, individually in the office, in the hospital, and other, other areas. Whenever patients go to a new facility, urgent care, make sure they do the same things. Make yeah. sure they have layers of security or stay within a system. Interesting conversation. Dr. Ian Lusbader back with us, clinical associate professor of medicine at NYU Langone Medical Center.